Hello, welcome back to episode number 10. Can you believe we're in double figures already? Uh, this is the Indie Game EX podcast. My name is Richard, and this week we are going to be talking to Bobby Torres from 302 Interactive. Um, and he's going to be talking about their game, The Commission 1920. Now, before we jump into this, I just wanted to, a small announcement, which you may have seen if you follow me on Twitter. So I've decided to create Indie Gamiacs, its very own Twitch channel. So now you can find Indie Gamiacs on YouTube, on Twitch, on Twitter, and on Instagram, which I don't know if you know I had, but there is an Instagram as well. So just make sure you head to twitch.tv forward slash Indie Gamiacs and follow along as I'm, uh, I've lost my affiliate status now that I've uh, created a new account. So I appreciate any follows that I can get. So thank you very much. So that's enough rambling about about my stuff. Uh, let's jump into the interview and welcome Bobby Torres. Okay, so let's just jump straight into it. Um, welcome to the Indie Game X podcast. Um, so why don't you introduce yourself, tell us who you are, and tell us what your game is. Hey everybody. Yeah, this is uh, Bobby Torres I'm with 302 Interactive. And uh, we're here talking about the Commission 1920 today. I'm really happy to be on here and... Appreciate the opportunity. Excellent. Okay, I can't wait to get into this because uh, this is actually quite a fascinating story um, because this game uh, is an indie game, so you are you are an indie studio. Um, how, how big is the studio? How many how many are there of you? Yeah, I think uh, if you ask me today, we just uh, made seven. We just hired one new person on marketing, but for probably the last two years, been just six of us, um, you know, grinding it out and and. Uh, for three years, just six six people, passion for games and trying to make it work. Man, indie studio is a is a scrappy business. <laughs> yeah, it's. <laughs> I think the main the main problem is is it's focus, isn't it? For studios, it's so it seems so hard to know where to put your focus. So at least the fact that you've got a, a team of you, you can at least delegate some sort of a focus to it. I guess. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I think um, what kind of brought us together was was this game um before the commission came along and um i'll talk about the commission in kind of two ways right there was the commission uh game that we launched two years ago and um i guess what i'm gonna be talking about a little bit today is the commission 1920 which is uh, kind of a definitive edition of of uh the project from uh 2018 um and once we started that project like we became a studio before that you know we we're just doing a little bit of development work um as a group as a you know, as a as a team, I guess, and then we took on this project, and then we became a studio. Um, and for us, you know, we we had like an LLC for a long time, but it was this project um, that got us into you know indie. Right, everyone on our team has some sort of background in games and game development, um, but nobody had really published a a project um, that wasn't related to like you know school work or school homework. <laughs> So this was kind of our foray into the space. Um, and back in 2018, uh, ironically enough, um, this is actually a commission to work. Right? We're working with uh, 2.30 AM uh, Studios, who who's kind of our, our, our publisher. Um, and they contacted us through a friend of a friend of a friend and said, hey, we got this concept for a game. Um, and we're looking for a small studio uh, to develop it. Um, and at the time we were, you know, we were over the moon about the idea. Uh, we were like, well, you know, crap, 
this is this is a a godsend because since then we were we were working our own game uh weren't getting very far it was a strategy game um then you know uh an indie you know an indie investor let's call it um in 2 30 a.m reached out to us and said you know we want to make a strategy game and and here's the concept you know what, what do you guys think you can do with it and when we ran with it you know, we, we, have, we have a love of strategy games it is crazy the amount of hours our team spends in, in playing like all sorts of strategy games turn-based mobile um you name it it's it, it, and it's ironic that all of us have the same love of the same type of games. I think that's what kind of kept us together is that we play the same games. Definitely. I mean, that's always going to help because, well, it's, it's obvious, isn't it? It's always going to help if, if you're a if you're a huge sports game fan and you're uh, playing a strategy game. You're going to keep trying to stick some sort of sports <laughs> theme in there somewhere. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that that kind of got us started. Um, the commission two years ago is a little bit different than the commission today. Uh, Commission two years ago, still turn-based strategy. The same themes kind of echo. You know, you're playing as a it's a mafia game. You're playing as a mafia don. You know, set in this fictitious city called New Shore, and you kind of choose your side, right? You choose which family you're going to lead of the five families. Um, the commission, if you know anything about mafia lore, back in uh, you know New York and you know in the early 1900s, 1922. I mean, even as early as the 80s, uh, there was a commission of mafia families, right? These uh, big mafia families uh, of the U.S. Um, created this commission, this group of, of dons, of, of families to kind of set the rules, right? To get together, to come to agreements on, on crime, right? To build their crime enterprises throughout, throughout the U.S. So our, our game, the commission, is kind of based on that commission and the city of New York. It's, it's, a, it's a city that, that mimics or resembles a lot of cities, a lot of major cities in the U.S. Um, so it's got boroughs and your your responsibility or your role in this game is to take the side of one of these families and lead that family to supremacy in the city of New Shore. And that main thing, you know, strings along to this uh, commission 1920. Okay, so what I actually find really interesting is because, so you released this game two years ago. Why have you decided to not, you haven't remade it, have you? You've, you've, have you remade it or, or are you re-skinning it how much are you remaking of the game yeah so um if you're familiar with kind of the uh the paradox line of games um grand strategy games are mostly played on like a like a map right you're you're, you're playing you know almost like a map painting uh game and that that element of the game doesn't really change too much we change a lot of visuals uh, a lot of menus and windows but well the main bulk of the work that was done is really just making this a much more strategic and and um, tactical uh, type of game where you know there's it's very systems heavy and what we did is revamp and, and and update and refine and include more systems more systems for um, the strategic element of the game you know adding adding much more entertainment value um, playability you know session game we want to increase the the game session um, we wanted the game to feel a little bit more complete um, and increase difficulty, uh, you know, advance the AI, a lot of balancing things that we really didn't really get to do back in 2018. You know, we, we published the game out there and once it launched, you know, as games do, we did a lot of support and got a lot of feedback. There was, you know, obviously bugs that came out that we continued to support throughout 2018 and 2019. Then we started to realize that there's pieces of the game that we wanted to see in there. Um, and 2.30 AM as well had a lot of 
you know, feedback as to what they wanted to see a next iteration or evolution of the game look like. And right. our, our back and forth with them was about, you know, what else, what else could we add to the team? What else could we continue to do? Is it a new game or is it uh, an evolution of, of the commission grand strategy from 2018? Yeah. I think, Cause that was, yeah. that was my question. The fact that, um, why, why iterate on the game that you've already made and released? Um, compared to, were you not tempted to create a brand new game? I mean, because I know it's, you've already got the base here, haven't you? So you, it's a lot easier to work with a base. But was it not yeah. to make a brand new game with a similar theme or, or a totally different area? Yeah, for an indie studio, there's there's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of challenges in any sort of development project. But uh, with a studio of our size, we, we had to, you know, figure out what our strong suits were and, and look at, our ability to kind of iterate and make games in, in a timely fashion and say, okay, what, you know, what are we great at? Um, what are we not so good at? And we're a very engineering heavy, uh, uh, a team. So most of our folks are, uh, are unity developers. So this game is made in unity. So yeah, we, our specialty is engineering we're not our heavy. So you know, we, we do have our, our folks that we work with. We said, okay, well, you know, if that's if that's our specialty, what can we do on the system side um, to yeah. do an update? Because I, I guess a new version of the game included you know, a huge art scope that we wouldn't be able to hit our timeline. It was it, it was managing you know what when we wanted to release a new game and um, you know, what we would be what we had the capabilities of doing. There's yeah. definitely a management side to to all of this. Will okay, so will people that have played the commission the original? Is there enough in the follow-up, or re- I don't know what to call it? Were you calling it a follow-up or a? Uh... Yeah, definitely calling it a definitive addition. Uh, okay, um, it's. Um... Is, it, is there enough in that? For if they played the first game, would there be? Is there enough of a change content-wise for them to jump onto the new one? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the way the game plays um, and the game, the gameplay loop is definitely drastically changed by the amount of systems um, that we put in to this next iteration. Um, you know, the goal is still supremacy. Uh, that, that hasn't changed, but how you achieve supremacy and how the AI achieves supremacy as well is I mean, almost completely different. Okay. And what, what about new players? Will they be able to pick this up without any understanding of the first game? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And funny that you bring that up, you know, strategy games, the pickup and play thought around strategy games is that there's a particular type of player um, that plays, you know, let's say, let's say a paradox game, right? Um, you know, those, it's not a very easy game for somebody who's never played a strategy game to pick up. Uh, the commission kind of lives in this this uh, space where it is, you know, almost pick up and play. You don't have to know too much about strategy and systems management or micromanaging resources and all that um, yep. to to enjoy the game. You know, it's not, there's not a huge learning curve, and that's that's kind of the space we wanted to exist in when we made the commission back in 2018, and we wanted to continue that. You know, not adding a huge amount of complexity with the new systems that we're adding in, like a title system um, or updated rackets and and um, how bribes work and things like that. All the systems that kind of build up your supremacy, we want to make it accessible and okay. not overly complex. Okay, and would this only be on Steam, or if you've got any other platforms? I don't know how it'd work on a console. Or, or yeah, so, uh, right now we only have Steam scoped out. 
um, as the only platform and PC as well. So Steam and PC. Oh, okay. So it's not just Steam. Okay, that's good. Okay, so uh, like I said, this is a bit different this time because we normally go down the, the sort of standard l- line of questions, but because this because of the story of this game, the way it's sort of gone, you know, I just find it quite interesting. Um, so let's have a look what we've got. Where are we at to now? Um, difficulties is an interesting one. Is there anything particular that's that's been difficult about this about this new version of the game? I mean, because you because you're not starting from a brand new clean slate. What has been yeah, the biggest absolutely. problem you've had? Yeah, and I have a quote here from uh, from our lead developer because I you know I wanted to include the development team who I guess couldn't couldn't be uh, too uh, and I'll, I'll put them out there a little shy to uh, be on <laughs> be on the podcast as um as a lot of our fellow indie developers are. Yeah, well, wow. I asked them what was the challenge? <laughs> indie dev shy? What? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, but they gave me the opportunity to kind of speak for them, so I'm I'm happy to do that. Okay. Um, like I said, this is a very systems-heavy game. So, uh, quoting uh, our lead dev Zach, you know, we often got caught up in premature numbers and balancing and tuning. The rackets are the core system that the gameplay loop is built off of, so they were implemented really early on. We have a big spreadsheet with all these variables and rackets outlining the possible turnaround times for generating profit, the ratio between profit recruitment. You know, heat yield, uh, etc. However, each time we add a new feature or modifier that affects a racket, you know, for example, the alcoholic trait boosts profit for speakeasies, but also increases their heat generation. And just to give you some context: heat is you know uh, the measure of you know how much uh, police awareness uh, is okay. in that particular neighborhood that right. you're um, you know soliciting these rackets. In. Um, how, so balancing was a big, uh, a huge challenge for us. Yeah, what well, I was going to say, how the hell <laughs> do you keep track of all this? Because, like you say, any little variable that you change is going to have huge implications for loads of st- uh, statistics. I can't say that. Loads of stats. It's going to have. Lo- so, how do they keep track of that? Is it just masses of spreadsheets? How, how do you do that? I've got no idea. Yeah, spreadsheets. <laughs> spreadsheets is a kind of. Okay. Before I answer that question, spreadsheets <laughs> with, with lots of uh, uh, connecting metrics and whatnot. So you change one thing here or you add another variable and you kind of see how it plays out. Oh, see. Okay. I'd like to see those spreadsheets. That'd be fascinating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd love to share it with you. Um, but they do give me a headache to look at because I even then, I'm, as somebody who played the game and, has, and continues to play the game, I... I, the only way I learn how these things work is just by banging my head against the wall. If I have to look at the spreadsheet that affects it, you know, it gives me a, obviously an advantage as a player. Um, <laughs> you know, what works and what doesn't work without trial and error. But man, it's hard to understand. Yeah, yeah. I, I still can't even change the background color on a spreadsheet. There's no chance of me doing this. <laughs> don't, don't get on my spreadsheets. Okay, good. Uh, so that's been the, that's yeah. I can see how that would be with such a number-based game uh, that is going to be a huge hurdle for you what about help with the game so uh, is it just is it literally just been your team that have been doing it or have you had to pull in anything anybody else from from anywhere else to do some artwork or music or yeah i guess so we're an engineering heavy team so we we kind of have to pull in um for music sound effects um art uh, 
you know, we're fortunate enough to be in a, a really good um, you know area geographically where there's a, a ton of universities around us and just use those universities actually have pretty pretty decent game design programs so we have like you know, people reaching out to us all the time to to offer their services um, to work on projects and okay. just kind of pinpoint the right people and, and put them in the, you know give them That's work to cool. do so so you're you're in Florida is that correct yeah we're based out of Orlando Florida Orlando okay um, and you and just I say off air that sounds like a radio but off air you were just mentioning about you you did a little um physical meetup group as well just and this is not related to anything but yeah absolutely yeah orlando like i said it's um in in the county the tri-county area there's like eight universities um oh. and a lot of these universities have you know gamers or game developers and we, we helped facilitate uh, and create um a meetup um for the last couple of years uh called indianomicon so us um you know it is an organization that exists before we came around and then we you know kind of took the torch from uh previous leadership and we kept it going right it's just a meetup um and there we you know we helped facilitate uh you know, indie game meetups so people can get together and talk about their games present on their games get people to play their games get feedback get help um and i mean it's great it's that's that's kind of how we actually got started like, like i said we didn't start the meetup um, but we actually met there at, at, at events. Oh, that were that's very cool. <laughs> Discord. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> uh, and you also you also teamed up with uh, our friends at Capitalite Studios as well. Yeah, Capitalite is uh, you know one of the, uh, the founder of Capitalite actually works on our team full time, um, and you know, she she's amazing. Uh, uh, I'll plug Deanna here. Um, she she does so much. Um, she's a game designer. Uh, she she seems very that. busy. <laughs> she, she's a game designer, uh, you know, founder, um, you know, producer, uh, you know, uh, social media marketer. I mean, you, you name it, she can do it. She's she's amazing. She's definitely part of the lifeblood of the team. Yeah, I see her popping up absolutely everywhere in the Discord, on Twitter, with different companies. She does not take a break. <laughs> um, no, that's great. It's great having people like that, isn't it, on your side? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> yeah, actually, she's listening right now. She's cringing, I think. Good. Oh, what, oh, what else can we say? Oh, uh... <laughs> it's, all, it's all good, Deanna. We're, we're, I'm always happy to plug you. You said that you've got um, so we're at the stage now. So if you go to Steam as we're recording this, it's still the original commission page up but you you've recently just submitted the new version of it um so that should be yeah. out by the time people hear this anyway yeah we just submitted so uh be on the lookout for that steam page and uh, something that you enjoy go ahead and wish list we're going to keep on updating the steam page with publications um i think for us being as transparent as possible about our development process um it's something that we we want to continue to do uh so we'll post devlogs and and change logs as we kind of continue to iterate through the development until release. Okay. And how many, how many, this is hard to answer. How many sort of rough hours are there in the game? Would you say on a, on a play session, yeah, we definitely increased the play session time um, from, you know, commission uh, uh, grand strategy from 2018 to the commission 1920. Um, 
you know, average play time uh, back then was probably about a three hour session. Uh, would be you know pretty much till supremacy or till you get your butt kicked. Um, okay. Pretty much double double the session time. So the gameplay is a little bit slower. Uh, there's more events and, and kind of quick time stuff that, that that happens that you have to react to. Um, some more systems to manage. Uh, some additional strategic elements that uh, that definitely add more play time. So we, we, so it's a turn based game. So we're talking about uh, you know about a hundred turns. Mm-hmm. Okay, but it's not in real time, is it? It is just as you're playing. Yeah, it is turn based. They're not they're not uh, burning places down. While you're at work, yeah. are they? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you can. Wow. Exactly. It's one of those games you can kind of play um, <laughs> as you go. Um, and what about again? I know this is still a bit premature, but what about future games? Do you plan on doing a, more of a series of these, or do you have some other ideas in the works? Do you know? Yes, yeah, that's a great question. We always have ideas. If you're in game development, I think the ideas will never stop. Yeah, um, ideas are dangerous, aren't they? <laughs> 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 Anything we can talk about? I don't think so at this time. I mean, we just uh, kind of launched a mobile game called Squire, and that's available on on uh, the Play Store and iOS. But that's it was just you know kind of an early, I, I guess, well, the equivalent of early access on mobile. Uh, just an early look at a like a card based strategy game oh. uh, where it puts you in the, the the perspective of a knight's squire. Um, and you're you know helping the knight on his on his you know role playing adventure. Okay, uh, okay. We'll, we'll leave a link to that. That sounds good. It's only a phone, but you know there's always projects. I think we meet <laughs> we meet at least every couple months to talk about new game ideas, and we do internal pitching and and we'll vote on them and see what's got legs and what doesn't, and we'll start scoping them out. Ah, uh, that's and, why you've employed a seventh person, so the vote. <laughs> Because you can't, exactly. have, you can't have an even amount of people, can you? <laughs> yeah, these things uh, can get um, pretty crazy pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, I, I bet they can. Um, so what about uh, release date? When, when's it due for release? Um, we're, we're shooting for August. Uh, I can't give you a specific date because um, we're actually going to shoot for July. And guess guess what just got announced for last week? Uh, the Steam Summer Sale. So I don't know if other indie indie uh, devs out there but releasing during our summer sale it's definitely um definitely something that it could be tricky to navigate steam's got a lot of rules around discounting and what you can and cannot discount and all that stuff so trying to avoid the summer sale for release not because we don't want to discount the game so we want the ability to be able to discount when we want once you discount you can't discount again it's the whole thing yeah i understand who wants to release in a sale that's crazy time I mean, it told me. I wish it hadn't reminded me about the Steam sales, to be honest, because that's the that's the time I have to not open Steam every day because it's dangerous. <laughs> you know, <laughs> end up buying hundreds of games just in case. <laughs> yep, I <hear> you there. <laughs> um, what about? Oh, I tell you what, let's let's talk a, a little bit about Bobby. All right, all right, uh, a little bit. So. so I mean, it's a very fancy name. I mean, Bobby Torres. It sounds you sound like a footballer. <laughs> you know, back in my day, uh, no, I, I had <laughs> Tell a us where you came from. No, I didn't ever play. I played football when I was like six years old. Oh, okay. But yeah, no, I had a uh, sales and business development at our studio, and oh, 
probably ask yourself, well, indie game studio, what are you doing in sales and, and business development? Well, we sell more than just, I guess, games. Uh, we kind of be able to build our studio off of service work. Um, okay. I think uh, uh, a lot of the people that um, I know in the indie game world have kept themselves fed by doing, you know, service work, right? Other, other people have unity projects or, 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 you know, development projects that somebody needs help with. Um, and that's, that's kind of how we got our, our start before our first game. You know, we said, Hey, we wanted to make things together and, uh, yeah, there's more power um, and working together than just individually. So we found some reliable folks. Uh, we started doing that. And, and my, my main responsibility at the studio is to keep on bringing in more leads, more just keep generating leads, building relationships, doing a little bit of this, talking on shows, um, mm-hmm. to introduce people to what we do and what we can do, um, especially these days you know, with, with a, a pandemic um, games and, and experience are, are really popular and, and how to entertain and engage people while they're at home uh, is, um, is a service that's uh, highly sought after. So that's, Absolutely. that's about me. That's, that's kind of what I do. Well, I mean, it's impressive that for a studio, you know, because you know, it's a small studio, seven people. Um, it's impressive that you've actually got a dedicated marketing person. You- <laughs> Uh, you should you should ask for a pay rise because you're rare. <laughs> because yeah, because a, a lot of indie devs and the mini little studios, it you know the marketing is so overlooked, so often. Um, yeah, and I, I, I don't know why. As we've discussed before, as I say every week on this, that people make brilliant games and then don't want to tell anyone about them. So it's a strange yeah, phenomenon. That's kind of, uh, I guess, my passion in the industry. You know, I, I didn't, I know, I, I didn't wake up one morning and say I wanted to be a game developer. It wasn't a dream of mine as a, as a kid. Uh-huh. I think I got, a, I got a phone call from a buddy of mine and said, "Hey, I wanted to make a game." It's like I need some help. Can you help me? And I said, "I don't know anything about making video games, <laughs> but I'll help you out." And then now, you know, five years later, we're still doing, we're still making games together, me and him. Uh, and now we have more partners and more people and you know, six people. And now we have employees and things like that. Uh, and marketing, psh, even even you know today, is still kind of an afterthought for us. We're trying to be better, um, you know, at, at marketing and hiring more people to do marketing because marketing <laughs> is hard. Uh, it just is just like games. Yeah, it's another full time job, isn't it? It, it definitely is full time job for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so do, is there anything that you guys need help with on the game? I always like to ask this: if there's anything that the community, or even if it's just testing, or what, what is there anything you need help with on the game? Yeah, um, happy you brought up testing. Testing is uh, we're getting into testing phases uh, of the game, um, and on top of that, we're uh, doing audio now as well. So if there's anybody who who does a solid. Uh, uh, Italian ass accent, New York Italian accent. Voiceovers. That's my specialty. <laughs> oh, perfect. perfect. If you watch any of my past videos, uh, don't watch any of my past videos. You don't need to see that. Just take my word I, for it. <laughs> now's, your, now's your audition. Let's hear it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't fancy the uh, New York accent. I think I might fail. I can do. I can do some dodgy Scottish ones. Um, oh, we, oh, yeah. we, always, we always have maybe we can do a dodgy Scottish one. We have one character um, <laughs> that is uh, 
you know, we call him the rat. Um, it's kind of the narrator of the story. Um, maybe you could be, maybe be an Irish fellow who, you know, oh, yeah. That, that, that could work, man. That could I can butcher work. that. I can butcher that for you. No problem. Okay. So, okay. Well, that's cool. Um, is there somewhere that people can go? Where can they contact you if they do want to help you, whether that's testing or applying for voiceovers or whatever they want? Where, where's the best place to contact you for that? Yeah, best place to reach us is um, at our website, 302interactive.com. And then you can find us on pretty much every social media outlet uh, at 302LLC. Okay. Well, again, we'll link to that in the show notes. No problem. Um, again, I've got the website open here. So anyone's watching the Twitch stream, you can see what we've got going on here. Yeah, um, we'll our website kind of a, shows off our services. Uh, we're, we're working on a website right now. It's just going to be kind of a, our games website, our studio website. It kind of shows us off more as a as a game studio. Because out there in, mar- in marketing land, sometimes you need to wear multiple faces. That's who you're <laughs> talking to. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> um, okay. So is there anything that, that we haven't covered that you want to go over in the game, whether it's the, the mechanics of the game? I don't know if you want to go into that more. Or um, or who, who, who would this appeal to? I mean, if if you're if you're listening to this now and you think, is this a game for me? I mean, what, what do you have a, a target audience for this, or is this kind of pick up and play for anyone? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, people enjoy strategy games um, at any level, real time, turn based. Will definitely enjoy this because there's a lot of uh, you know, it is a strategy game, but the tactics involved um, to kind of be the 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 family, the the supremacy um, in New Shore. Uh, is is awesome. You know, it is an awesome experience, um, and it gets you really thinking about the time uh, that this took place. So if you have any love for mafia uh, and strategies, this is really um, a game for you. And it's been a long time since I mean anybody's kind of created a game in the mafia realm that wasn't a first-person shooter. Um, Definitely, it's normally just a chance to shoot people, isn't it? In games, by putting the word mafia on it, exactly, or rob somebody. <laughs> yeah, rob someone. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so well, there's a question, actually. Do you have to know anything about the Mafia story or or any slang? Is, would it help to know a little bit about the Mafia before you play this? Uh, it, I mean, you don't need to. I think if you have an appreciation or a love for uh, for the genre or for uh, you know Goodfellas in general, <laughs> um, this this is just going to be an exciting play. Um, it might it might take you a little bit to understand, you know what what some of the rackets might do. You know, if you don't know what a brothel is, this might be a little confusing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know. What are you talking about? What's that? <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, to, you know, this puts you in the shoes of, you know, of a Don where you have to think about, you know, how are you going to, you know, raise money for your enterprise? And it's really about crime. You know, it's really about thinking about crime as an enterprise. And we don't want to glorify crime in any way. Um, but we want to simulate it and we want to put you in that perspective um, you know, and, and, and give you the opportunity to think like a donor. So there are different play styles, yeah? I mean, I assume you can be quite violent if you choose to be or more of a briber. Yeah, so there's five families in the game um, that you can choose to uh, be a part of. Um, and those five families have different play styles, different uh, uh, perks um, okay. and, buffs and, and you know, kind of debuffs. Um, so they'll, the family that you choose will uh, affect your play style. Um, uh-huh. 
you know, if you're if you're inclined to violence, um, you might choose one family over another. If you're inclined to, uh, you know, business or or just good enterprise, um, there's a family for that as well. Bojianos uh, would be your choice. Um, so yeah, we definitely want to give players the opportunity to kind of choose, uh, you know, a play style and, and figure out, you know, which way they want to play this time. Okay, so you've got. You see, you've actually got a bit of replayability, haven't you, in this then? So you can play it through one way and then come back and butcher people. Yeah, definitely, definitely a lot of replayability, and and um, and not not just in the family you choose, but in the AI and the and, and which boroughs you start in, uh, things like that. So you know, your starting place in the city is is going to be different on each playthrough. Um, ah, okay. Each starting place that you have is is, is going to affect how the game plays out. You know completely okay that's interesting okay that makes it well there you go that just adds a load of playtime onto the game doesn't it okay so is there anything else that we that you wanted to cover i mean oh, well we've done uh what about socials what is the where are you most active where can people find out more about the game i know we, we covered the website that's coming um but is twitter probably the best place for you guys or yeah, we're, we're really active on twitter um we have a discord channel um as well okay and- yep We'll go ahead and, and, and link that as as well. But our Discord is really kind of the place that you can can reach us at all hours of the day. Um, and I don't say that just kind of from a marketing perspective. The whole team's on the Discord channel, um, and re- we really encourage like you know people to reach out to us. I mean, if you played the old game, uh, have questions about the new one, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's a place to ask those questions. Uh, we're going to keep on updating the channel and sharing you know concept art and screenshots and asking questions too i think um the biggest benefit to us as a studio is that we have the ability to directly interface with people that play these games and we want to know if we're doing the right thing or if we have a question about a system or how somebody would play through a system and we ask those questions directly in the discord uh we get feedback so there's um on the people who've been on our discord channel for the last you know couple of years um, we've reached out to them directly to kind of help even engineer uh, this next iteration of the game in the Commission 1920. Okay, that's very that's nice. Nice to know. That's, it's always nice when you join um, a Discord, and it's because some some of them are so swamped that you just get lost in the chatter, don't you? So it's always nice when you can actually interact with the developers, and that's the joy of indies as well. That's what I love about them so much. Yeah, same. I I, I got to say that's uh that's been one of my favorite parts of making games is that. Uh, talking to the people that play our games it's a huge blessing so if people want to when are you doing the, the uh early access or beta testing when's that happening um yeah we'll go ahead and probably start that uh in june uh second week of june i think we'll we'll go ahead and, and have like a beta build ready to go and i hope um our lead developer is listening to that and he can correct me if i'm wrong but i'm fairly certain this one will be good to go no give him a date give him an exact time and date <laughs> It's going to be June the 12th at 12 p.m. There you go. Yeah, we'll, we'll say we'll call it uh, June the 12th. <laughs> All right, okay. We'll give him a bit longer. All right, fair enough. <laughs> uh, so if people do want to be in the in the testing, so they, the best way is to join the Discord um, and ask you. Is that, is that fair enough? Yeah, absolutely. The best way is to join the Discord and we'll go ahead and kind of recruit testers that way. And there's oh, the end. All right, that's it. It's just like the soundtrack for the game. Very fitting. <laughs> Um, okay, well, fantastic. Well, I said that's that's all the, the main questions I've got I've got for you. And this is anything you wanted to add? No, man, this has been great. Thank you. So there we go. That is the wonderful Bobby Torres. I love the name. 
for sake. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, with the, well, the Mafia-inspired um, strategy game, which um, I'm, I'm actually really interested to play this because, as I've said before, I'm not a strategy man because I'm too impatient. But it sounds like I can kind of just uh, pick my way of playing through these families. So I, I want to give this a go and uh, see how far I get. So I'll probably do a stream of this. When when the beta comes out, I'll do a stream of the beta and you can watch me make really bad decisions. How about that? <laughs> I look forward to it. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure. Nice talking to you. Uh, thank you. I love the C for Serious community. Keep making content. We will do. Thank you very much. And that concludes episode number 10 of the podcast. Wow. A big thank you to Bobby for joining us. A big thank you to everybody for listening. All the links that were mentioned in the show can be found in the show notes or they can be found on the YouTube stream of this. So this will be uploaded to YouTube as always. So if you fancy seeing my wonderful face while I talk, you can do that too. Again, please, if you don't mind, head to twitch.tv slash IndieGameYaks and give me a follow on there. Um, and of course, as always, iTunes. If you wouldn't mind leaving me a, a review on iTunes, that would be greatly appreciated. We have some great interviews lined up, as always. I'm still absolutely inundated with developers wanting to come and talk to me. So if you are a developer and you do want your game featured um, and you do want to appear on the podcast, please just find me on Twitter, send me a DM, um, or you can email me, indiegamiax at gmail.com, and we'll arrange a date and a time to have you on to talk about your game. That's enough talk from me. Until next time, thank you so much for listening, and ciao for now. Goodbye.